All right. Bold Perceptions. B-O-L-D. Spells bold. We're back. Another episode. This is actually uh, interesting as I look around. feel like I'm in like a zoo. We got cameras on us, Parks. You're back, actually. You've been on the podcast before. The only difference is... No, I feel like we're on Care 11 or something. Katie Couric, I don't know. How do, how do you feel in front of these cameras? I mean, man, it's, uh, the, the lights are on us, that's for sure, but um, I'm ready to get after it. You're ready to get after it. And I know, uh, I know at the end, we, you know, we want to talk about why we are working together, um, Bold Perceptions and Ghost Fit. And I guess, I mean, this will be on your YouTube channel, but yeah. us, Bold Perceptions, this may not be on our YouTube channel. We're not you know, as mature as you are with the YouTube channel. But if you want to kind of let the listeners know what Ghost Fit is, what it's all about, how it kind of started a little bit, then after that, we'll be rolling. Yeah. So in 2017, I started Ghost Fit. Um, Obviously, we'll dive a little bit deeper into why and kind of like the meaning behind it. Um, But when we first started, it was basically e-commerce company, right? So we were selling uh, fitness apparel online Um, in the past about a year and a half sort of transitioned into uh, business to business. So we're working with other companies, um, creating apparel for them, basically leveraging our manufacturers um, and providing a service for you know other, other businesses. So it's been three years on August. Last August was three years. So man, it's, it's honestly like flu, honest, you know what I mean? But um, you know, I think like the same with you know, your podcast, like once you start rolling and you kind of feel that momentum, you just kind of ride it. Yep, and so it's interesting because you're already three years in, right? Yeah, <laughs> a laugh attack might be coming. I don't know. Sooner or later. But uh, so you are you're looking at GhostFit and your vehicle, your core of it is apparel, right? Right. And then when we started our podcast, Nick and I, um, the main vehicle is obviously the audio version <laughs> of a podcast. But three years later, you're here. You're turning into more of a business to business thing. And we're looking at it as more like of a networking thing to connect businesses, small, big, medium, whatever it is. It's not, you know, that's not the only element of it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's interesting how you're kind of looking at it as an ever evolving uh, a brand, really. A brand. Right. Because you're, you're, you're starting to get into e-commerce and manufacturing for other companies. Yeah. So what's what are your next steps there? What do you, you know, see yourself being? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like. This is how I've been like thinking about it ever since I started. Um, like the first five years, especially being like super young, and when I first started Ghostfit, I literally had no idea what to do. Um, I was like googling like how do you make a shirt, right? Just like literally <laughs> bare like, necessity. Honestly, like I had I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, all right, the first five years is going to be the biggest growth that we're going to see. Um, so w- the way that I looked at this is like, okay, how can we? grow but also learn at the same time right like that has to be my main focus and i know that when people start companies it's like whatever company it is whatever you know apple right they're making you know billions of dollars right like people people look at it from that perspective like i want to get there right not that i don't want to get there but in order to get there like you have to understand and kind of um put things into a more realistic frame and so to answer your question it's just continue to learn about the industry and the business, right? So work with as many clients as we can, fuck up because we're going to, but figure out like how to make that better. So then in 10 years down the road, when you know this multi-million dollar company wants to work with us, we're prepared because we put in that work, right? So it's not necessarily from like a monetary value on what we want to do the next five years, which I mean, we do have monetary goals, but it's more about understanding the industry, being really, really good at what we do, and then scaling from there. 
Well, and like you said, like you're going to fuck up. This yeah. isn't like a can. This isn't a game of Candyland where you can just walk <laughs> through the board. Okay, it's not going to be some perfect ride, and that's the beauty of it. Um, I'm sure you'll have. I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but everybody, you know, says when they're on their deathbed or whatever, like the journey is what's worth it. Like it's not about the top; it's about like getting there. Yeah, yeah. Getting all nostalgic and shit right now. But, yeah, come on now. Um, but no, I mean that's it's fun and it sounds fun to every day have a new challenge and have fuck ups every day. But I, I want to say this though because there's there's two different businesses, right? There's businesses where it's like, all right, I'm looking to scale this and sell it as soon as possible. Which in that sense is like, all right, like how do we make the most amount of money? How do we bring the most amount of revenue? So then an outside company can be like, hey, like I, I like that idea. Let me buy it from you, right? Like the Dollar Shave Club. I'm sure that you've heard about, yep. about that. Yeah, Unilever bought them. And Who I think Unilever? Unilever. Okay. And so they, I think they did like 300 million in revenue, but they weren't making any money. They were losing money, right? But they had investors investing in them. They're losing money. But Unilever was like, okay, the, there's a ton of clients that we can get from Dollar Shave Club. So they, so they um, bought Dollar Shave Club, right? So there's that stance where it's like, all right, I just want to try to make as much money as I possibly can right away. But before for, a Unilever were to buy you, is that what you're saying? Right, right. Because, right, it's creating that image, right? But that, that's one way of thinking. But the way that I'm looking at it is that this is, this is hopefully a generational thing where I started this and then hopefully, you know, I can pass this down, right? It's not like a get rich sort of thing. It's not like, hey, let's bring in a ton of investors and pump this up with the money and then sell it to someone. Right. Um, so that, that's kind of like, I'm not saying that, um, you know, trying to make a lot of money right away is bad. That's just the way that I'm looking at it because I'm looking to grow it as effectively as possible so then it can last a long time down the road. Well, and I think just, I don't know, over the past year, I've been locked in the house. I've been, you know, watching videos and shit and I've been absorbing stuff. And I feel like if you were to come out and your main goal is to be like, okay, let's make money so we can eventually sell it. It's just not going to be authentic. Yeah. It just won't be. Like right now you're doing an incredible job of building an actual brand with like intangible, momentous emotions around it. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, like, a, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I. I it's an aura. You're, you're building an aura. You're you're building a brand. That's what it is. So I just I don't think there's any shortcuts with this type of shit. Like you right. can't be like, yeah, we're gonna. You got your Instagram notifications on. Come on, no. what's going on here? I should put my phone over there. <laughs> but uh, no, now you got your, now, now you're in your phone's aura. See, like it's interfering with the ghost fit aura. But no, it's uh, I I think you're doing a great job because one thing you always talk about with me is you want to build like an emotion and invoke emotion around certain products. Yeah. And I don't think you'd be focused on that if you were just like, okay, my, my mission here is to make money, then sell it. You've been great about, you know, with your marketing drops, like targeting certain emotions. Are you, are you taking that into account in a super calculated way where you're like, okay, I want to pull at this string of my consumers or, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, how yeah. do you plan your marketing drafts? So, dude, it's that's a good question because it's changed along the way. So when we first started, um, like any business, like you're just trying to get your shit out there, right? Like you're, <laughs> I mean, I'm still doing this to an extent, but you're going through your Facebook, your Instagram. I mean, you guys probably have got Jordy's got behind the camera. You, you probably got a DM from me once or twice. Hey, man, we just dropped this. You know, go check it out, right? Sure, I'm on the pants. Right, so, so you, you, you have to do that to an extent. So that was kind of, you know, the, the initial way of kind of like marketing and 
um, you know, trying to gain, you know, momentum for your products. But now what we're really focusing on is comfort, right? And um, yeah, I think a lot of people say that they have comfortable clothes, but it's easy to say because, you know, it's like, oh, there's some ripped dude wearing my clothes. It's, you know, it's comfortable. You know, it's good to work out. And it's like, no, that dude's just fucking huge and he's wearing your stuff. Um, <laughs> but we really try to live that. Right. And so, like, now when we market, it's like, all right, how can we be as authentic as possible, but still do it in like a cool and like understanding way? Um, so back to like the emotional side of it, like that's what it is. It's like we focus 100 percent on comfort. And like making sure that when you when you open that package, if you don't have a smile on your face and you don't say, wow, like we're doing a bad job. Um, so like that, that, that's part of kind of like what we want to do. Those were literally, that was literally my two brothers. I got them ghost fit joggers for Christmas. <laughs> they were like, yeah, like smiling. But no, I, I, I've always thought it was interesting because like you combine comfort with, like obviously there's style to it. And like you got good looking people modeling it on your Thank Instagram. You. Thank you. Right. Like that's part of it. Like what else yeah. subliminally? Cause I know you got to come out and say like, this is our mission statement. Cause you're the guy behind it. But right. like what else goes on? Because you also want, you know, the, like you want the sex appeal behind it. A little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah. so how do you like, cause I see these women, you know, you got good looking women yeah. wearing your clothes. Look, look, I mean, it, it's a, uh, you know, beauty it's a business. Beauty is universal. Right. And sex and, sells. You know, when you, when you see beauty, I mean, people are intrigued by it. You know what I mean? So, um, as you know industry as that sounds like that's just the reality of the game you know i mean like in reality like this is sort of a game quote unquote because there's certain rules that if you play by them you'll get the outcomes that you know that you you want right um so obviously yes you know you get people that fit and it's not just you have to understand this like there there's good looking people and there's people that are good looking to your followers, to your audience, to your customers, right? So with fitness apparel, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna find people that look good that are fitness people, right? Because then my audience can relate to them. Cause they're like, man, if they look like that and I wear it, I'm gonna look like that, right? Fair. Like there's, there, there's, there's that message behind it, which if you like it or you don't, I mean, that's just the reality of how people market. Um, so there, there's that psychological effect on it. Well, and it's not, sometimes it's not even about whether somebody likes it, like as much as you want to push this, you know, the scientifically backed knowledge stuff off to the side, it will subconsciously make you think, yeah. oh my God, I kind of want to look like that. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. the bottom line. Dude, that's the, that's social media. You know what I mean? Like as shitty as that is, it's, it is the reality, right? You got to play it. You got to play the game. Th- that's the thing. That's the, it, It's not like we're cheating or like doing something that's awful or, you know, like there's certain realities and certain facts and that's one of them. And if it's going to help me push a product that I know it will give value to people, it's like, of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I hate to bring it up in front of the Vikings fans. Are you a Vikings fan? I'm a football fan. You're a football fan. I'm a football fan. I'm I'm sorry, Jordy. I'm a playoff fan now. Playoff (laughs) fan. I like the playoffs. Who doesn't? Extra, extra football. Yeah. When you got an old quarterback in the game, you want to hit him hard, okay? So like Brett Favre when oh, he was older, you just want to hit him hard. <laughs> like it's it's kind of it's it's points on the table. Are you going to take him or not? And at the end of the day, obviously you want good-looking people in your clothes. True. true. And it's not even it's not in a negative light that you're doing it. It's not an out of bounds thing. People can look at it and be like, "Damn, like these clothes are nice, they're comfortable. I want to look like that." And that could inspire them subconsciously to work harder right. in the gym. 
whatever, right? And it's interesting because you don't come out and say it's a fitness brand because it's it. You can work out in them and it looks great, obviously. But subliminally, when you put those, you know, these athletic-looking people out there, you're inferring that it is a, a you know, a sportswear clothing. Right. Right. But like you got a looser fit thing on right now because you're transitioning out to everyday. Saying clothes. I'm small. No, I'm not saying you're small. <laughs> you, you're gonna beat my ass on camera if I do that. <laughs> but like. Why, why are you going away from tight now? Is there a reason? <laughs> um, I, so there's kind of like two different reasonings, right? I think one of the hardest things, especially as like a young and naive business owner, is I have a perception of what I like, right? And it's like, okay, I want to make that, and I hope that everyone else likes it. But the best thing that you can do as a business is get feedback from other individuals, especially customers. And so what we've found out is that you know not everyone likes the really tight shirts not everyone likes you know shirts that are like you know designed this way or that way right and and so what we found was that if we make something that's a little bit more universal for everyone um, because we are really a lifestyle company i mean i wear my stuff in the gym but i wear it out as well um, like you were saying you're not going to wear your tight workout shirt here during a podcast <laughs> no. like that that just doesn't make sense right no. Um, so there's that aspect. Um, another aspect too, is just a business move, right? So like I said, we're doing a lot more business to business. Um, so we're working with brands that like our apparel, but want to put their own logos on it. Right. So if, if they're not a fitness brand, I'm not going to give them some tight ass shirt that, you know, sucks in on their waist. <laughs> that's tight in their arms. Right? It, it just doesn't make sense. Right. From a business standpoint. Um, so th- there's things that you have to tweak and honestly, like, I know it sounds cliche, but you have to be open-minded when it comes to that stuff. Because if you aren't, like, your business is going to die. No. Yeah, you can't get stuck in your ways or else you're going to have an outdated offense like Brett Favre, you know, a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you just, well.